You're listening to the Fox and the Phoenix podcast. Understanding the feminine cross-dressing experience. The Fox and the Phoenix podcast is now a proud recipient of two 27th Annual Communicators Awards, garnering audio and podcast distinction for individual episodes in the categories of society and culture and diversity and inclusion. I'm Savannah Hawk, cross-dresser and author of the Living with Cross-Dressing book series. And I'm Julie Rubenstein, proud ally and co-founder of foxandhanger.com, a feminine styling and life coaching service for cross-dressers and transgender women. Hi, Savannah. Hey, Julie. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day, and I am happy to be here. Me too. Me too. It has been um, a very difficult week or two for me. Actually, a very difficult six weeks. So uh, just work-wise and just trying to get other projects done that have been sitting on the back burner. And I don't know, it's just kind of stressing me out. So um, I took tomorrow off as a mental health day. You did? I did. I did. So my big goals for tomorrow are, you know, a little lawn maintenance and try to get some more writing done and just kind of veg out a little bit. But yeah, I just kind of need it. I don't do it enough. I don't do enough self-care. And so by the time I need it, it's already too late. So No, I know. I, I totally know what you mean. I've been working way too hard. Every part of my body is like, stop working, stop working, like on the lookbooks. And, but I, it's like, since I've returned to work, there's a set schedule. And then when I get out... I'm overdoing it on mm. the office hours for Fox and Hanger. So I always said to myself, like, I can't, this is not sustainable. Like, if I do not stop, I will get sick. And the last recording we had, I had a cold. Mm. I mean, I, I know it's part of the territory for teaching with the age group I do, teaching preschoolers who have been incubated for a while and then are <laughs> yeah. now, you know, it's going to happen. But with exhaustion and stress, and like you said, that mental health component, I'm sick now. I took a day off on Friday, which is something like my co-teacher and I never do mm-hmm. because we're hardcore and we'll push through. And But we got ourselves to the point where, you know, doing that two weeks ago or whenever it was led to here where I'm like, well, no choice, but I, ha- I have to take a break. I have to rest. Yeah. So yeah. good for you for just listening to your body about what it needed. Unfortunately, my body was screaming this probably like three months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it goes oh, to tell God. you how long it takes me to actually listen. And in this case, it was like, I don't have a choice anymore. So it doesn't help anybody at all. You and I are both the same. Let's face it. We're <laughs> both the same. We both know each other very well at this point, And we know we're workaholics. Yeah. And and what we're not working, we're working on all our other projects. Well, that's the thing. Our main focus and drive and passion are these things that aren't our nine to five. Mm -hmm. So we find whenever we can be there, we're there. We're there 100% and we'll be there as long as it takes. You know those cues when you're not getting anywhere and it's just kind of like the car in the mud (laughs) because it's not going to go anywhere. It's just stuck and you just keep on pushing. It's even worse sometimes because you can't just turn on creativity right you can't just be like oh it's 7 p.m and i've worked 10 hours i could do something creative no i'm not necessarily that fresh anymore absolutely not so (laughs) so interesting yeah it's it's tough it's tough sometimes i try to front load my day with 
writing before work, which is tough too, because then you only have like 45 minutes to try to get into a rhythm. So it's very disjointed, the writing. It, yeah, I need like a, a like a stretch of hours to really get into the groove. But anyway, that's anywho, anywho enough about that. But I do have another um, grievance that I need to share with you. And maybe, maybe you can help me through a little bit. Um, this is something that's been bothering me. And it's not just been this last week, but kind of my entire life, maybe. But especially when it comes to Savannah, it's been kind of a mainstay issue I've had. As we have spoken about previously, before I got onto Instagram, I felt that I could never see the feminine part of my face. So going on Instagram and being forced to confront myself with the best pictures, quote unquote, that I had, I finally got used to seeing myself in a way that I felt very feminine. I felt I had a very feminine appearance. Plus my makeup skills had gotten better over that period of time. So I've gotten to a point with almost 500 postings where I'm feeling very good about my feminine expression from like, you know, the chest up. But the problem I still have been facing, and people have sent messages to me either through Instagram or through Facebook, it's like, I want to see a full body picture of you. It's like, why don't you post more of this? Why is it always the same shot? You know, why is it always the same bust up portrait shot? Because I am very, very, very insecure about my body. I don't really care when it's my male form. But when it comes to my female form, I have this huge barrier about wanting to share that part of my femininity with people because I'm so insecure about it. And regardless of the times I get enough courage to do it, and people are very um, supportive about it and give me good comments and good feedback. And you know, they say, oh, thank you so much for sharing this full body pic. You look great. I still struggle with it. I'm still struggling with how I come to my femininity in a way where I can be more confident about how I look head to toe. That makes sense. It very much makes sense to me. Um, and that's why I feel that cis women and cross-dressers really are a powerful combination and match is because the the way women feel about their bodies in terms of their confidence, in terms of where their body is, quote, supposed to be, as opposed to just loving their insides, loving their curves, loving, you know, whatever it is. I think that's very much in alignment with what you're talking about, about this really lack of confidence. And yes, the media shows us that we have these confident women. We have these women that are posing on Instagram and doing these full full shots and you're thinking, oh, they must be so confident. But in order to do that, they had to go through a series of self-care, you know, like being self-conscious about the way your body is changing or the way it looks. That's something that's kind of cool for females to experience. That's why we have so many makeups and we have so many, you know, dieting this and this health regime and that health regime. And it's a multi-billion dollar thing because so many women want to finally love their body and take care of it and have it be in like tip top shape where a lot of men, it's a look, but it's something between being quote lazy about it or be, or 
you know, caring enough to do something about it. And those who don't like, it's, it's not this always this hormone imbalance. Sometimes it is, but like, there's so many women that have endometriosis and, and all this, all these things that no matter what they do, no matter how many steps they follow, a man will always lose more weight because they have X, Y, and Z in terms of their genetics. So I can't tell you how many girlfriends I have that we we've really become masters at dressing for our bodies because we know how to hide or, or we think we do, or, or we've developed information on what cuts look great, how we can make our body not look like our body mm-hmm. or how we can celebrate the good parts and minimize the bad parts because there's a whole bunch of men out there that created this beauty industry that told us that our natural hair, our natural curves, our natural ways, our our natural ways that we hold weight is not okay. That the hourglass figure is the ideal, or at least that's what it was for a long time up until I'd say Kim Kardashian, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) I, I, and and only 9% of the people have that body type. So it is not surprising that you feel self-conscious putting yourself out there and not having that hemline, you know, the hemline between the top of the camera and the bottom of the camera where you're just like, it is cut off there because anything <laughs> else, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, that's exactly it. Look, I, and we're not 20 anymore. No. We're not 20. And COVID didn't help either <laughs> for, no. for, for me in terms of weight and building out my Buddha belly a little bit. And yes, yeah. I do know how to dress to minimize those things. But my problem is also, while I can see the beauty in everybody else, regardless of shape, regardless of size, it's like if you're owning it and you're embodying your body, you know, that spirit, that femininity, it's like, I will be the first to tell you, like, I think you look amazing. I love this about you. Look how you're accentuating and owning who you are. But yet I cannot turn that praise inward. Yeah. Even though I know how to minimize and I know how to like make sure my belly doesn't look as big or, you know, I've looked at all those uh, Facebook memes that say, here's how you should pose. You know, this will make you look more feminine if you pose this way with your hand this way and and all these ways to produce a picture that will bring out your best self. Um, I still am so, so uber self-conscious about, I don't know, looking like a man, I guess, or just looking not feminine enough mm. and that's that's a struggle that i'm, I'm just, i just can't seem to get past it i'm trying i actually did post uh, a full body pic maybe a week or two ago on instagram and again people were very supportive uh they liked it they were appreciative that i showed more of myself but it's one of those like i was happy enough with it Like not to be embarrassed by posting it, but definitely it wasn't feeling like, oh my God, this is the best picture of me ever. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a struggle. And I just don't have a a good way other than just kind of overexposing myself to it in order to just get desensitized to it or finally find myself in it. I think that posing is definitely an art form. And I think it's something that, if you were to get it down really well, like if you were to do your research and you were to go on Pinterest and look up posing and really get it down where you're posing yourself in like a full length mirror, Mm -hmm. I think 
and you're like listening to music and posing and really getting more comfortable in your body and more confident in angles. And before you even think about posting it, having Judy or yourself, like get one of those light rings that also hold the phone mm -hmm. and they come with these clickers yep. and you could just do all these different poses. I think that doing that for yourself first without even thinking about taking pictures for the world, but just doing it for yourself mm. and getting really confident in all your different outfits, how you would pose in them based on it being a wrap style, based on it being pants. I think the more you do it and develop a portfolio for yourself, the more likely it is in a month's time, once you feel like you've got it, to just start doing it now that you become kind of a master at it. Hmm. That will bring confidence and that will allow you to feel like you're in control of the, you're embodying the picture versus doing it just to show a whole lot of body and not being engaged with it from head to toe. Does that make sense? It does. What I'm hearing from you is muscle memory, going through these mechanics of how to pose taking pictures of that pose or those series of poses to see which one looks most feminine and curvy or minimizing sure. what you don't want to show so that when you are ready to do a photo for Instagram for somebody else, that you can replicate that and show your best sure. side. That's everything I'm saying in like the logical part of it, 100%. Then there's the part of it that you can't measure. And that's confidence and self-esteem and fully embodying this fluidity with your body and form so that you can feel like you can take up space and are deserving to take up space. Mm. Yes, all the logistics. Sure, that's the how-to. That's like the A to, you know, on how to do this right. It needs to have the other part in order for you to be okay with putting it out there to the world. You need, and you need to not cheat. You need to just give yourself a month solid of seeing your body, appreciating your body and being like, it is sexy. It is just as valuable and cherished as from the tits up. Cause I've given consideration and love to the rest of my body, which is really hard to do when you're fixated and giving it all these negative messages of I'm too lazy to exercise. I could be, but I'm not. And that's like a heavy burden and shame, you know, saying, you know, I wish my belly wasn't this way, or I wish I, I wish I was more toned in my legs, whatever it is that we as women tell ourselves, that's not going to make for a great picture, regardless of if you're doing all the, the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, if you do all the steps perfectly and you pass it, it will look fake, it will look phony, and it won't look authentic if there's not some spirit and self-worth behind that. So maybe that's where my problem, actually my problem is in both of those things. One, I haven't done enough posing in general to like feel like I can hit the right mark. And definitely the crooks of my problem is not having a self-confidence to, to embody that. I mean, if, if you remember when I, before I even started Instagram, it was, I don't want to do this because I really don't like the way I looked, but I forced myself to do it. And it ended up being the confidence came after the fact. Yeah. So I forced yeah. myself to do the mechanics and forced myself to look at all these pictures to find the best one or two or three. Yeah. And then eventually the confidence came as a result. So I don't know if I'm capable yet to embody both those things 
pre-launch, I guess. So that's something I'm struggling with. I don't have that sense of confidence about just my full body in general, especially on a feminine stage. And what you said about how you got good from the, I forget, the the tits up, I'm using that that phrase, is you threw yourself out there before you even knew what to do. And then Mm -hmm. eventually you kind of learned to swim. Yeah. So it's the same thing with the full body stuff. Although I challenge you to do the work before confidence wise and body wise, because there's been so much body shame thrust upon you. I really recommend that when you're in the shower, you have a girly shower by the scented soap and you get the girly loofah and you just really honor every part of your body from the the crown of your head to your toes. Mm. And that is something that as a practice, whether you're in female mode or not, but like that's something that I think is very connected to womanhood. We have beautiful things to wear. We love the fact that there is designs and and we want to feel good in our clothes. And there's so many options for us. Clothing has the ability to make you feel confident or not. Like you could love your body and something you put on but underneath those clothes is still a body that is like quivering. So when it comes to like posing, it's really important that you give your body love every part of it a lot, like a practice daily. I do have that loofah and Judy did put a new soap in the shower stall, which is, has a very um, pretty scent to it. So I do clean that way, but do I sit there and pay homage to my body just as part of that routine? I do not. Am I there just luxuriating in it? No, unfortunately not. There's another thing I want to add to this, and that's for a lot of cross-dressers, there's this this overall message of, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to their femininity and and embodying it. So that's that's another thing. And so taking the time and slowing it down and doing these love exercises is something that like will probably feel very unnatural at first does that make sense it does like i said i don't put that time into that self-care to kind of honor that feminine spirit right it's like it you know you come becomes very utility like oh i i I will tell you the one time that i do focus on my self-care is when i'm shaving whether shaving my face or shaving my legs, those are the times where I actually put effort and time and grace into what I'm doing. I mean, I kind of take time as I do that. It's like, I try not to rush it one, because I don't want to nick myself and ruin the rest of my day. But (laughs) two, it's like kind of doing it slowly. And then put, you know, once it's all done, putting on the moisturizer on the legs and on the face and doing those steps versus kind of all the other times where it just doesn't, fall into my normal daily routine. I mean, that makes total sense. You know, from the leg down, especially if you have your signature red toes painted, it would feel like very much Savannah and very much something that you feel sensual doing and slowing down. When I get to Sunday, it's that shaving of the leg, shaving of the face, of the chest. Those things are things I do take care in. Oh, you don't do it Monday through Friday? No, I mean, sometimes, not always. I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait till Sunday to shave my legs because it's, it's going to need two passes. (laughs) So, so in those cases, but I I tell you what, I, I probably would like to, you know, get my legs waxed more often, 
you know, and have that as part of my self-care. I mean, there's all sorts of things I should be doing or want to do. I just got to get my mind around those routines and make it part of my routine. Yeah. And maybe that'd it's, be helpful too. It is any, any part of self-care. And I find that as I add too much stress to my life or too many, you know, have to do's, I find myself caring less and less about self-care and doing kind of like the bare minimum. And in the end, ultimately I suffer. Mm -hmm. Ultimately I, I slow down, I get a cold, I start more negative self-talk. So anytime you can put practice in when it comes to loving yourself, loving your female body in whatever form it is, the better. You know? Yeah, agreed. It's just been a long road. And and again, I don't know how many others are facing the same thing. It just be, has become very evident to me because people have been asking. I've been putting it off and trying to figure out why am I putting it? You know, you know me. It's like, why am I putting it off? Why, why do I hate myself so much? You know, what's my problem? And it's like, I don't think I'm ugly in that regard. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is I'm thinking. I just know that I look at myself and I can see there's feminine there. I can see that there's um, curves. I can see that I'm not dressing poorly. I like my legs. You know, so there's things I like, but just, I don't know, for some reason, when I see the thing head to toe, it, for some reason, there's a barrier there and I'm trying to get past that. Yeah. It's, it's the work, you know, it's, it's, Part of why I feel like we're all placed on here to to do. And I think also for men, it hasn't been in vogue to really give yourself meditations and love and kindness towards every part of you. You know what I mean? To like think about your body as like a spiritual, you know, vase or, you know, like a lotus that's all very feminine talk. Mm-hmm. So to get in that mind space, if your head is not 100% in that space, I think it's a lot harder to access. I agree. Like I said, I'm trying. I, I'm doing that thing that I already knew worked, which is like, I'm just going to throw it out there and and already give the caveats like, hey, I'm, I'm putting this picture out here. I'm not really confident about it, but right. here it is. Right, right. And, and I think that's important for me too, because I don't want people to think that I got it all figured out. It is a struggle. So if it's a struggle for me, it's probably a struggle for many non-binary people, like how they feel about their bodies in either form. You know, maybe they're more comfortable with their feminine side versus their masculine side, depending on how they present to the world or how often they present to the world. So yeah. in cis women, like you said, I mean, we, we, me and you have both been trained by decades of how we should look. It's comparative, which I, I know I'm not supposed to do and I shouldn't be doing. It is a slave. It's impossible not it, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, I'm a slave to feminine norms. I feel like I'm losing who I am because I'm trying so hard to be what the expectation is. And when I feel like that image doesn't reflect that, that I don't want to show it to anybody. And I think it's up to every woman to come to like a God moment and just choose not to do that. Like just say enough. 
I'm not going to compare myself. I'm not going to like it's or else or they're a slave to it till they day they die. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways that you can go with it. And it's very hard. I've gotten way better. I find myself kind of allergic to all that imagery, even though I'm wa- watching TV I'm I'm on Instagram, just kind of scrolling. So my self-worth and my self-esteem is all psychically picking up on that garbage. But yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. It really is a daily struggle. And things like social media has given so many insecure people the need to to feed that narcissistic need that they never got met at some point. We all do. We all have that need to be liked, to be followed, I mean, in our chemistry. And so there's going to be so much of that. There's going to be the influencers. There's going to be all that stuff. And I think because you and I are a little bit older than like your average millennial, you know, or younger, it's easier for us to think it's kind of a joke. We know it's bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we know what we're doing is bad. We know that there should be boundaries. We try to put boundaries. We're not in it so much that we don't know that it's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like It's so true. Judy and I were talking. We watched a show on Apple TV that is cinematically stunning like every episode is a movie what foundation it's a sci-fi spiraling epic expansive universe type of deal you and judy are like nerds together with the sci-fi we are kind of nerdy together when it comes to that yeah i mean we love we love what we love i mean i love marvel way more than she does i think but it's just the storytelling is so good and the cinematography is so breathtaking Uh, The point I'm making is we remember television being very low budget, but now you see TV, you're like, oh my God, how is this not a $20 million show every episode? Right. We are old enough to remember how things were and how things are. So we we see the difference between the two, whereas somebody who's younger than us may have always lived in this specific world and never have known something different. Right. So- to what you said, yes, I do know better. I should know better. But I still struggle with the want to be the certain image, both for myself and for how I think people might portray me and wanting to be liked and wanting to be accepted in that way. You remember my TED talk where one of the comments was, wow, he looks pregnant. That I honestly, <laughs> we're gearing up for this topic. I wrote that down. Remember when I mm. said before you press play, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> that was, this is the moment because we were blown away with so much hate. Mm-hmm. That was the one comment where I'm like, I knew it would hurt. I knew it would hurt me. I knew it would hurt all the, all the peeps on this planet. Like it's the one thing like we can body shame but anyone else it's just like the comment where all right savannah could handle this yep i'm reading down this is totally fucked up and nothing she you know didn't write a book about or didn't right. really have it said on the podcast yeah it's just, <laughs> you're right all the things that pe- that people were spewing about i'm like well yeah and in you know minute 17 of that uh tedx they i talked about that so nothing new but yeah to just take that personal pot shot do you say Probably. pot shot like pot belly? Ah, uh, <laughs> oh no, no, I'm serious. I, no, I'm not trying to be punny. It's like you... a pot shot is like uh, hitting a below the belt, blow. pointing out a part of my body that I already uh. was uncomfortable with. That was definitely a rough one for me. And luckily, I had so already. Pro- I know. I luckily I had already processed it. 
because I had been struggling with that notion like for a month before it aired, knowing how I look, how I felt I looked. I'm like, yeah, somebody's going to say something about that. That was why I said, don't read the comments. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had to. I'm still reading comments. I'm still doing it. I know you are. Why does it get you up? If you're tired to do the podcast, you just take a shot of that comment and you're like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm fire. Are you ready to podcast? Crossdressers unite. Yes, right. There's plenty of firewood in those negative comments that we could talk about. But the no, one that is, this. but the body shaming was one of the tougher ones to deal with. Someone body shaming you on such a. <laughs> Like that wasn't 500 people or even 3,000 followers. Like <laughs> that was major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was. I've just been very lucky that the comments since those first 48 hours have all been fairly positive. So that, that helps. That's very helpful. A lot more thumbs up than thumbs down. So I'm appreciative of that. Thank you for everybody who has watched the TEDx and, and made a comment and added a thumbs up. I, I am very appreciative. But still... In spite of that, the comment that was about my body, that negative reinforcement was a thing that I grabbed hold of because that's how I feel about myself. So if I feel that way, that means that when somebody says it out loud, it must be true. Right. Which is just a cognitive distortion, unfortunately. Jesus, that's fucked. (laughs) That is figgity, figgity fucked. Mm -hmm. Because it's not true. And you triggered something in their body that they're not happy with. Hate is just, it's so personal, Mm -hmm. you know, and making those specific comments, it's a giant loud indicator of how this person feels about themselves, but they must spat it onto you to feel powerful. It's the only way. Oh yeah, they definitely probably felt really powerful about it. (laughs) I'm so sorry. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Like I said, it is a cognitive distortion It is one of those distortions that says, it doesn't matter how many positive comments you get, that one negative comment will be the only one you hear because it endorses the way you feel about yourself. You are a public figure, so you are open to all that mess. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I don't ever want to be famous. Like, I used to to dream a little bit, I guess, but then when I thought about what it meant to be (laughs) at so many people's consumption... I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with being comfortably known within the community. I would love to be famous at the trans youth group for doctors and so many different resources. Trust me, I will pick and choose. But when it comes to being famous outside the realm of my work, it's just like, no, <laughs> like I will, I will never read the comments after I give a TED talk. Like that would be a boundary I'd have to set with myself before because I am not strong enough to withstand the kind of critique you did. Mm. No. Mm. Let's say yours is a 10 for hate and mine is maybe even a four. Hell, I'll say three. I, I could not handle it. That's all. I good. could not handle seeing that. I hear you. I respect that. And like, that is very, I think that's why I've taken kind of baby steps when it comes to putting myself out there online. Like, I think that's why with videos, it's not even, it has nothing to do with the topic. If it had only to do with the topic, I'd be fine because it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It is not mm-hmm. about me. And yet I'm so insecure that if someone says one comment about why I'm not, how I'm hurting them, how they're a trans person and I'm somehow hurting them or a cis woman that's capitalizing, I suddenly want to shut myself down. Just so personal. Hell so like, to the gnaw. 
So, so it sounds to me like you and me have the same issues. <laughs> that- no, you're stronger. You put yourself mm-hmm. out there. I mean, maybe if I was a crossdresser, I would do it because I would feel like I wanted, I have something to say that is worthy and I want people who are crossdressers and non crossdressers to get it. Like I'm just passionate and I just, maybe in a past life I had this issue. I have no idea why it fuels my fire so much. But, and I think that's what got me on Jennifer sometimes to do the things. I was petrified. It made me nauseous. You know this about mm-hmm. me. I do. I could not handle, and I did acting, like, but I could not handle the close, the camera, the public nature of it. This is a perfect example. Every time I put myself out there on the free she, I felt like I had to have this come to God moment where I'm like, it is not about you. This has nothing to do with you. So get over your nerves and get on there because somewhere through that camera hole, there is, which now we learn it's like not where you look, whatever. Somewhere <laughs> within that camera, camera hole is someone who you can help. Yeah, yeah. Like is someone who needs to hear the words that you're saying. There's a cis woman on your side. But it took me being like, look, you didn't say yes because this was comfortable, but you have to do it in order to make big changes. I know that. But at this point in my life, I would not be strong enough to do a vlog I can't tell you how many family members were like, oh, so where's your YouTube channel? You're so funny. Or like whatever it is. And I know I have an interesting look and this and that. I'm not confident enough. So when you say posting full body shots, it's too exposing. I'm not comfortable. I'm not confident. I know what you're saying, homie. It's, it's, it's very vulnerable. It is. I, I give credit to these people who do it. And that includes the Instagram people that I'm like, this is toxic. They're still putting themselves <laughs> out there. <laughs> you know, like yeah. really, it's hard, especially videos. Okay, so let's wrap up. In wrapping up, I wanted to note that you and I both are facing our own set of fears or uncomfortableness, whether it be seen on video or whether it be me be seen in full, per- full profile. Yeah, we're all facing these things. And for me, you had said it before. It's kind of like you have to do it because you're you need to say something a certain way. So I do need to do it. And it might have to be the same methodology I took with Instagram. Just get comfortable doing it. And if it's not polished and perfect, it's good enough. And maybe that's it. Maybe I have to just start learning for the full body, like I learned with my face, that. Who I am is good enough in that it is feminine enough and it is representative of who Savannah is and not worry so much about my body shape and not worry so much about being shamed, body shamed. You know, I don't, maybe I fear that. Maybe I fear that other people will see what I think I see in myself. And of course, if they say those things and I'm going to completely break down and say, oh my God, it was true. I should have never done it. But you survived the stomach of 20, (laughs) you survived the stomach of 2021. Oh, you mean my early, my early year pregnancy? Yes, I I did survive. I can't even (laughs) add to that. So, yeah, well, that's Um, how, that's how I feel about it. And again, in a lesser degree, but just as intense, that's how I feel about my body in full when it comes to its femininity. So I will work on that and I will try to post more stuff on Instagram. I will take your, your notes of just 
kind of learning the mechanics, like learning what looks good, taking multiple pictures. With you the, have a full length. I have a full length mirror. I have the ring light closet. with the stand. I have the clicker. I have all those things that I can start doing it and just yeah. feel more comfortable. And I have done it before. And none of those pictures made me feel good about myself. So I put it away thinking that just it wasn't working out. So I will give it another go and put a little more effort intent to see what happens. And in conclusion, mm-hmm. maybe sometime um, I could, you could bring a laptop upstairs, you could prop it and, and you can sit and I could pose you. And so you're looking at yourself and I could direct you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I do that's, that for people. That's good to know. I didn't realize that was something you did. I do. It's mm-hmm. very important, feminine posing. I like that. I will take you up on that. Thank you. So this has been a great episode. We got into a lot of different aspects of this confidence and body shaming and getting over it, working through it. And I I know that this is an episode that speaks to so many different types of people as they continue to step into the best version of themselves. This this is a practice. It takes care and love. And I hope that all of you join Savannah and I on this journey of figuring out how to love ourselves just a little bit more each day. So if you want to hear a new episode, please tune in on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. and like subscribe share this is a really unique podcast and we feel like it's something that can bring everyone together on this cross-dressing issue it's been great savannah thank you for bringing this to the table yeah and thanks for listening it was important and it's i think as i say it out loud it gives it power by saying it but also takes some of its sting away mm-hmm. so i was hoping that by discussing it with you, it would help you and I work through it for me, as well as hopefully be a little bit of a voice in the ether for people who may be facing their own full body femininity issues. I just appreciate everybody being supportive as we go through our journey. Yes. Here, here. Bye for now. Until next time. Oh, could I do a song signing out? Sure. Okay. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. My two front teeth. Oh, my two front teeth. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. So I can wish you Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. From the (laughs) box of the beast. (laughs) And happy Hanukkah. I loved that. (laughs) And Kwanzaa. Yes. You can find me on Facebook at Savannah Hawk or at Living With Crossdressing and on Instagram at Savannah Hawk. Remember, that's H-A-U-K. And to learn more, go to my website, livingwithcrossdressing.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Fox and Hanger or at MTF Style, as well as on our website at foxandhanger.com. Julie, it's your moment. <gasps> The Fox and the Phoenix podcast uses Anchor, copyright 2021. Yes, nailed it. We would love to hear from you because your story matters. Please comment and share on Facebook at Fox and Phoenix podcast or on Instagram at the Fox and the Phoenix podcast underscore.